Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Columbus, Ohio, it's time for Columbus Business Radio. Now, here's your host. Lee Cantor here, another episode of Columbus Business Radio, and this is going to be a good one. Today we have with us Brad Griffith, and he is with Buckeye Interactive. Welcome, Brad. Thanks, Lee. It's great to be here. Well, before we get too far into things, tell us about Buckeye Interactive. How are you serving folks? Sure, absolutely. So we're a software engineering, design, and content strategy firm. So we take growing and innovative businesses and organizations uh, who have life-changing products and services. They're really doing amazing things in our community, and we help to amplify their impact. We do that through software engineering, building great software that helps them operate more efficiently, great design, uh, helps them to get their brand message out there, helps them communicate visually uh, about what they have to offer, and then also the content strategy, what what content, what copy, what photography and video and things will help to support their message. They're helping businesses and organizations to grow really effectively. Now, what is the target size of the companies you serve? Are they kind of small micro businesses? Are they large enterprise firms? That's a great question. So typically, it's not the large enterprise firms. It's not federal government contracts. Um, but the, the size does vary quite widely from the small uh, one or two person startup that's got some funding and they're ready to grow up through uh, the Columbus Library is one of our biggest clients that has almost 900 employees. Um, so we, we do work for a, a fairly wide variety of sizes, but it's growing innovative businesses. So anyone who's they're growing in some way and they're, they're trying to innovate, do things in new ways. So now if a business person is out there and say they kind of maybe did it, a do-it-yourself website, maybe through WordPress or one of those kind of templated sites, are they, once they've outgrown that, are then they a good candidate for working with you? Is that when you come into play, when they're kind of frustrated by the limitations of what they what their existing kind of first website is? Sure, absolutely. That can be a really good time to engage a partner. Uh, we, we find that frequently we are going to be maybe the, the second partner that someone has to build a website. Um, usually there's an evolution that you go through as a business owner as you're growing when you're bootstrapping your business and it's just you and maybe a, you know, some part-time employees and contractors, you might build your own website. Then you may hire freelancers and you get your first semi-professional website. When you're ready to really start scaling and you need a site that um, it's a great platform that can grow with your business, that's really when we tend to engage with clients. Uh, we're tending to work with a, a marketing department or maybe just a chief marketing officer, marketing manager or director, uh, and the internal staff. So usually it's a company that has at least one person in-house that's going to be in charge of some of the marketing. Uh, or if we're building software, we're working with the IT director or operations director, and we're working with someone in-house to help amplify their impact. We're not going to be maybe the, the whole IT or marketing department for them, but we are doing most of the work while they have someone in-house who's helping to connect us with that company's vision. Now, what are the symptoms they're having where that, that you might have outgrown your website or maybe it's time for a refresh? Good question. So I, always frustrations. If, if you're feeling frustrated that your website's holding you back, that's always a sign that, that something can be done better. Um, some of the, the symptoms I always say with a website when someone comes to us, why is it that you need a website? Which might seem like just a, a foregone conclusion. Of course, every company, every organization needs a website. But thinking about what purpose does that solve strategically for your business or your organization? Um, and if it's no longer serving that purpose. So for instance, if it is the main sales driver for you, because most of the sales process these days happens before that first conversation. 
the first impression that you get with someone, you haven't even been able to talk to that individual before they form their first impression about your business. Um, so if, if the main purpose is that you're trying to drive more top line growth, more leads, uh, then we want to make sure that we have a measurable impact with that website. So if, if you're not, if you can't uh, tell me that your website is generating more leads for you and you have more opportunities to do business because of the website, that's a, a major indicator that that something is uh, something's up that you're ready for maybe at that next redesign. Also, I think as your business tends to grow, you are doing new things in new ways and websites can no longer reflect the personality of the business and the brand of that business. So when that happens, when there's a mismatch and you say, um, talking to someone in person, uh, you really can't appreciate my business until you've talked with me in person. That's another indicator. Maybe your website is outdated. It's not serving its purpose because it ought to be able to communicate about as well as the business owner can what the value is of their, their services and products. And if it's not doing that, that's another indicator that it's probably time to look at a, a redesign and some new software. So let's work through a hypothetical. Like say a person's website is not um, kind of generating leads or it requires the business owner in order to communicate. Like you said, you feel that it's possible in today's world with today's technology and website engineering that you can make a website it, it should be doing that. Like maybe the, the business owner is just not holding their website to a high enough standard that they were accepting maybe poor performance. That's what it sounds sure. like. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Very possible. Yeah, and that's just one lead generation is one possible use of the website. Uh, when we look at, at lead generation, we want to measure what percentage of the visitors that land on your website, fill out a contact form or give you their contact information. Maybe they download a white paper, something that generates a lead uh, contact information for that individual. We also have e-commerce sites. So we do a lot of um, a lot of work with e-commerce businesses where you're measuring the conversion rate, the percentage of visitors who purchase. And you may also measure the average purchase price. So that's another potential uh, you can also have customer service websites where really your goal is to help get that that customer uh, an answer to their question to help them solve their problem without making a phone call or making an in-person visit to your business, which, you know, of course, in-person visits can be challenging these days. So there are lots of different goals. And, it, uh, you know, one of the indicators also is if you don't have metrics on if you don't know what the goal is of your website or you don't have metrics around that goal, those are indicators that you, you ought to look at how could we do this better? And having a strategic partner who's going to help you think through what are the goals of the website and how do we measure those? And then how do we improve upon those? That's really where we come in. We're not going to be the, the partner that would, um, would just implement exactly what you had in mind. If you know exactly what you need and you could do it, you just don't have time right now. There are probably freelancers who could do that more cheaply for you. You can outsource or offshore the work uh, to get that done quickly. So uh, the people that are working with you are ones that want a strategic partner. Absolutely. Yeah. We, we want to be the, the technology innovation partner for growing in innovative businesses. So if you are looking for a partner who's going to come in and help you innovate, help you grow, uh, that's what we're going to do for you. you know, we, we will also provide all of the, the, the um, work behind it to make sure that we implement these solutions but we are a strategic partner who's going to come in and help you with that strategy and partner with you and then implement it and see it through and support you uh, even post-launch. So that separates you from a lot of the other players in that space because you're not only kind of just doing the work, but you're kind of making sure that it's work that should be doing. It, a absolutely. Yeah. And there are different mindsets. You know, there are, uh, there's of course the, um, 
the customer's always right mindset. Uh, our, our customers are incredible. You know, the clients that we have uh, really do some amazing work in the community. Uh, and I'm, I'm proud of the, the products and services that they offer. Uh, but they don't always know digital marketing. They don't know technology. They don't know software uh, that um, that can help their business grow. So if they can acknowledge that they don't know some things about technology and design and they want a partner who does know those things and can really partner with them, that is where I think we're a great fit. There's also a, a, a big difference in the skill sets that different companies offer. There are marketing firms out there uh, who've really focused on the marketing strategy and copywriting and visual aesthetics. Uh, there are development firms out there who focus primarily on writing code. We really span the gap looking at uh, the technology, very deep software engineering skills, building custom applications, uh, great graphic design and user interface design, as well as content strategy. And so doing all of those things in-house rather than having separate partners who would offer your creative and a separate partner for development uh, that's really, I think, where a lot of our clients find value is having those integrated into one company. So now, um, if someone is thinking about doing a refresh of their website, are there is there kind of um, phases that it goes through, or is this kind of an all or nothing uh, endeavor? Yeah, good good question. So um, before undertaking a, a redesign, and a lot of the sites that we're looking at are, are bigger sites, and we. Um, for the Delaware County government, just north of Columbus, we did 31 microsites. All of their county government agencies, offices uh, have new websites. As of a couple of years ago, we, we did a large project there. So when you have a, such a large project like that, you, you don't want to just immediately jump into a complete redesign. You really need to plan it out carefully. So whether you can start on a, a small chunk of it or whether you, you need to do thorough planning, that it kind of depends on the project. Um, so we'd like to try and make sure that that our clients are looking at what can they do with their existing website before they throw it out and start over completely. Uh, but assuming you, you get to that point where you know the current platform that you have is not going to serve you well moving forward, um, we take a little different approach than a lot of companies. Your traditional company would take a very, uh, very linear approach to planning out a project. You do all of your planning up front. And once you have that plan solidified, you get sign off and nothing can change. And then you do your design work and you get that design all approved and now nothing can change in the design. And then you go into development. And I think as, as we've seen, um, you know, businesses change and needs change uh, as, as our businesses evolve as the, the environment, whether that's the, the political environment, the pandemic these days has shown us that things can change instantly. And so what we try and do is we have a more iterative approach. Uh, we call it an agile sprint based agile approach. And our sprints are ways for us to, change with the client. So every two to three weeks, we have a, a sprint. And at the end of that sprint, we deliver working functionality. We've agreed at the beginning of that two-week period, really it's two weeks of build time, then a week of review. We agree on what functionality we're going to build over two weeks. And that is all of the scope that we have to fix at any one time. Once we're done with that, we can stop and sit down together, look at what's been built, and we can make adjustments. So while we have an overarching strategy for the full project and how it's going to fit in and, and help your business grow more effectively, uh, we don't want to we don't want to set everything in stone at the very beginning because we know that we're going to learn a lot of things together as we start working together. And assuming that we know exactly what's needed at the very beginning, that's taking too big of a leap, and it really gets you in a, a tough spot when you then need to make changes, but the scope doesn't allow you to make changes. 
But is, it, is this something, different. like when you combine that kind of uh, philosophy along with the fact that technology is changing so rapidly and there, maybe there's new things that you would like to be added in the future and then all of a sudden the future is now, how does this become a project that has a completion date rather than one that's always kind of being worked on? Or is that just the way that it is nowadays in order to be a, have an effective website? It is something that has to be worked on regularly. Sure. You know, that's, that's a great point that uh, even if your business hasn't changed, technology and the environment can change in the middle of a project. Um, so being able to adapt to that, I think, is a, a great advantage. But, you know, that's a really, Leah, that's a common concern that our clients have of, um, you know, I would like to know, they might, might say, Brad, you know, I want to know exactly what I'm going to get before I commit to it. And I can understand that, you know, wanting to de-risk by saying, I, I want certainty in this. But really what happens there is that that you get a, a promise of certainty, but then you know things are going to change uh, during the project. Business will change. Needs will change. You'll discover new options that might be better than what you had originally planned. So uh, knowing that change is the only constant that we have, I think it's better to have a process that can change. To your, to your question about making sure that this is not a, a, um, a project that goes on forever. We actually deliver working functionality much faster and much more frequently than other firms do because we're on this sprint based agile approach. It's not that we, we just keep changing things forever and never release anything. We're actually releasing working code, sending our client a URL where they can visit their website after every sprint. So every two weeks, uh, and it's three weeks, including the review period. Every three weeks, we are releasing code that they can actually go out and use. So it's it's faster and you actually get, um, I would say, more certainty. It helps to de-risk the project by showing you working functionality. I think a lot of people who have worked on a, a project with a, a partner may have heard, oh, we're 80% of the way done. We just haven't finished the front end. We haven't finished the graphics, so you can't see it yet. But we've done a lot on the back end. We don't do that with clients. We say the only thing that you can count on that we have done is what we're showing you. So we're going to show that to you. And every three weeks after the end of one of those sprints, you're getting working functionality. Does that make sense? So you're getting a product that you can see and clients could stop at any point. Uh, and just there will always be changes we can make to improve things. But we definitely want to deliver working functionality frequently. Right. Well, I think a lot of people just don't have a frame of reference. Like a lot of people think it's like when you're building a house where it looks like nothing's happened and then all of a sudden sure. it's built and you're like, oh, where'd that, you know, now I can, now I see everything. I, all the dots are connected now. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, it's, um, there, there's a little bit of work that needs to be done building a foundation and making sure that, that you have enough done that it can be launched and be useful. But, uh, but yeah, it's, I, we, our clients tend to find that this is a much better approach. Once we, once we have been through a project and delivery uh, under this sort of a, an agile approach, our clients say that they don't know why they didn't do this sooner. Now, um, is there anything that a person who is about to make this decision, are there some things that you would recommend that they kind of prepare maybe some pre-work they could be doing in order to when they're working with a firm like yours or yours that they can be off and running for sure yeah there, there's plenty that you can do to plan um one thing i would advise uh is knowing what you want to get out of the project how is your business going to be different if this project is wildly successful and that's what i really want our clients to come to us providing is what what their goals are 
And what is it going to look like if it's wildly successful? The details of exactly how we get there for them, we're probably going to be in a better position to offer recommendations on how do we approach the project and, and what do we deliver that's going to help them reach their goals. So thinking a lot about what the goals are and not as much about the exact steps al along the way. Um, you, you can definitely be preparing as much as you can about your brand and your company and your industry that expertise that only only you have because of your years of experience, that's something that we always want to hear about. We'll bring the expertise on design and technology and content, but we need your expertise on the industry. So with any partner that you choose, that's very valuable. Uh, trying also to come to it with an open mind is another, another important thing that maybe you actually need to do some preparation to come with an open mind, making sure that you know you know that uh, the partner is going to bring a lot of the expertise into the project about how technology works. Um, so, so yeah, doing doing your homework around what do you want to accomplish? How, how well can we understand ourselves and our clients and our industry, but also having an open mind about how that project gets implemented uh, in a way that's going to have the greatest impact. So now, um, do you specialize in certain industries? You mentioned a variety of industries, or is, are you kind of industry agnostic that it's just, uh, you know, kind of a website to website and we'll just solve the problems of that specific client? Sure. Good, good question. So fairly industry agnostic, but uh, all of our business comes from referrals, uh, clients who've been thrilled with our work. And so they talk about us and, and we get other clients uh, who, who are similar. Um, so we do have a, a niche in local government. We've done a lot of city government websites, townships, um, count, uh, county government sites. Uh, Multi-location libraries actually ha has been a, a great um, industry for us. Libraries provide education. They provide some incredible resources for the community around job placement, uh, resume review and interviewing skills, business research tools, homework help for kids, even a warm place to be uh, when, the, when it gets really cold outside. Um, some great pandemic support. So multi-location libraries are great for us. And then uh, funded startups, startups who are trying to accelerate their growth and they know their industry very well, but it's a, a technology enabled business. We're really great for them building the software that enables them to scale up. Good stuff. Well, if somebody wanted to learn more, have a more substantive conversation with you or somebody on your team, what's the best way to get a hold of you? Sure. You can send me an email, brad at buckeyeinteractive.com or go to our website, buckeyeinteractive.com. You can find us on Twitter, Buckeye Web Dev uh, or Facebook. Um, yeah, anywhere anywhere that you can connect with us online. I'd love to, to talk and brainstorm some ideas for how we can help you grow and accelerate your uh, innovation. Good stuff. Well, congratulations on all the success, Brad. And uh, we, Thank you, we appreciate the work you're doing for the community. Absolutely. Thanks so much for your time. All right. This is Lee Cantor. We will see you all next time on Columbus Business Radio.